1: My name is Keen, and I have just poured myself a cup of ambition.
0: Despa alop gas.
1: I'm James. Welcome <laughs> along to City That Pod, uh, the RuPaul Drag Race reaction podcast. We're talking about RuPaul Drag Race Holland episode six this week, and we had the wonderful Lady Portia. Um, to talk about it yep absolutely
0: i have to say this is a, this is some 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 tea fresh scalding tea get ready to be scalded unless you've listened to previous <laughs> series in which case you might already know this the makeover challenge is always my favourite in in any <laughs> oh, season
1: wow. piping hot piping hot <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, yeah, it gets a chance to bring in the emotional side to the show, which I always think is good.
0: Yeah, it is, and I think it's, it's always fun when you get down to that fewer queens to just have a bit more going on in the workroom and a bit more going on on the, on the runway. They get like some are great and some are not. Like I don't think it's it's not quite as fun as the season nine makeover, but it definitely is up there in terms of the makeover challenges we've seen. I was I was I liked this episode outright, which I ha- haven't trips. said about and... Drag Race Holland so far.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and do you know the way of late drag race has moved the ball from being one of the late series episodes or into one of the early series episodes would you like to see that with a with a makeover challenge would you like like a 10 queen makeover no, challenge
0: because that'd be too much that'd be like trying to keep up with 20 people i can barely keep up with the kardashians
1: <laughs> Ooh, girl somebody wrote that <laughs> earlier out in the week sassy <laughs> Lady P joined us today, she was great, she has some wonderful tales of her year, 20 years in drag, so we won't keep her from you any longer. Please welcome to the podcast, Lady Portia. Lady P, first lady of drag in Northern Ireland, thank you for joining us today. Uh, How have you been enjoying... Tregarys Holland.
2: Well, first of all, thank you, boys, for having me on. It's it's such a joy, and I'm glad that you got the memo. I know that this is audio, but um, I like to only work with people in stripes. Yeah, and we're, we're, we're all in nautical stripes, even though the autumnal leaves are falling.
0: In in honor of Titanic, for our for our Belfast Queen. <laughs> this is,
2: this is the thing. It wasn't broken. It left Belfast. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <Totally fine. laughs> um so guys yes I've been enjoying your podcast series very much and the season has been a joy to watch um and it's uh, what I love about it is the fact that you know they're they're opening the doors and letting so many more people have um the experience because I'm I'm doing drag 20 plus years now I know you can't tell by looking at me because of my love injections (laughs) um but like for years, like I would have been booked around the, the UK and and elsewhere. And then the whole dry grace thing came up and it became it was then a very exclusive club that it was only dry grace people that bars would book because yeah. um they were they were a non-draw. So yeah. it's lovely now that the likes of because in Europe that, that that's what happened was they would only fly in RuPaul's dry grace queens. So all the European Queens kind of got by the wayside. So it's great that something like this here is happening and it's going to open the door to give a lot more work and a lot more um visibility to the dry queens around Europe. Mm-hmm.
1: And do you find like somebody like Blue Hydrangea being on Dry race UK, do you think that's opened the door for more sort of Northern Irish and Belfast Queens?
2: Um well, I mean, you because the you the UK version, so because Northern Ireland is part of the the UK, so I would imagine there would be um because i was i was tipped to be in the first season because i did to be honest i did apply for it and i think i got down quite low because i are quite far because i was speaking to the producers and things like that and between you and i i'm kind of almost glad that i didn't in that one because it just to me i just i always think seasons need a few seasons to bed in you know yeah. like programs need mm-hmm. a few seasons to bed in so you'd either want to do the first one or like season four. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So it's either the very first one or wait a couple of years and wait until wait till Because my thing is, it's great that the BBC are doing it, but they can't advertise. So I'm going to wait until they go to Sky One, and then <laughs> and then when they've got advertisers. Because to be honest, all that effort and all that for for a badge yeah. i'd be like no that's okay yeah, I, yeah, I already yeah. have a Blue Peter badge
0: <laughs> yeah you could wait till it moves to channel four yeah. like the bake-off
2: and then head on <laughs> i know and the other thing as well is that like i i don't know i can't speak millennial and i know that that <laughs> and i know that that that's a real part of the deal and then i'm kind of going i think i would get in trouble with millennials because i don't really know what the right words are to say <laughs> They're, they're offended so easily every 15 minutes and words changes and language change and i'm like i don't know i'd yep. <laughs> <laughs> pack, pack, pack your thesaurus on your way
0: in so yeah, you make sure uh, not... <laughs> and would you have i suppose then um, the milkshake festival in amsterdam is would you have uh, done oh, much there
2: yes i love doing that festival it's amazing so you know the amazing bunny o'hare yes yes so, she's fun- we, yeah we had her on last year she's hilarious so Bunny and I are the very best of friends and are like, he grew up a couple of streets away from me. And then I've known him from, for gosh, like the guts of 20 years. And he used to come into my, to my counter. And um, I worked in cosmetics and with him and his mum, and you know, all that and buy makeup and things like that. So any opportunity that the two of us get, and then we, he started his drag career off um, in Belfast and I got him into all of his, all of his gigs and stuff. So for us to do anything together is always a joy. So we got booked for um, we got booked for Milkshake, and then we got booked for a couple of other things as well off the back of it, which is great because the um, the whole thing about the the gig in um, Milkshake was that she wanted non RuPaul dry grace queens to do it, so she would pick people from around um, Europe and and the UK and Ireland. And give them a platform in Europe. So her her stipulation was um, specifically not non-Repall drag race people. So that everybody gets a voice, which I yeah. I really loved,
1: mm-hmm. you know. And is that where you met Sader Jean? Yes. Or were you sad to see her go last week, though? So? Oh
2: my God, I was devastated
1: because even though like you're
2: watching something like this and then you see somebody that you know and you're like, oh, I'm just so
1: really <laughs> yeah. And
2: then they go and you're like, no. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: And then it was the same with, because um, I knew quite well Charlie Hydes.
1: Oh yeah. And yes. then
2: he was, he was on the, the American version. And then whenever he left and I, but the thing is he always has so much fight in him and so much drive. And when I was watching the episode, I was like, I know that there's definitely something up because he wouldn't just, stand like and yeah. like give up like that and as it turns out he had broken ribs and he was in so much pain because they were doing that um cartwheeling uh, thing yeah. yeah and he had broken ribs and he was like i just i couldn't stand any longer so he was just like i need to go mm. i you <laughs> know like and he's in his 50s and he had a broken rib and he stood there <laughs> and he was like i'm done you know yeah, <laughs> yeah. but interesting how in on paper a cheerleaders thing works so great but then cheerleaders have years of practice yes, and you're doing, yeah. you're asking men who can't even touch their bloody toes <laughs> you know like do cartwheels and handstands and backbends mm. it's you know with with a days rehearsal yeah,
1: yeah. well anyway this episode kicks off with Céder Jean's uh farewell her lipstick message yeah. um and this this week's mini challenge then was the blind date, the save the date, where they kind of have to improv, yeah. I guess, to try yeah. keep the attention of Nick Marianne um uh, from The Bachelor. I
2: thought was so interesting about Nick. Is it amazing how there is just this cookie cutter of pretty boys? In yes. Italy. Like he could as <laughs> easily spoken English and been on the only way as Essex.
0: Mm. I know. Absolutely.
2: I was and then, but there's American people here exactly like that. There is. <laughs> there must be somewhere in heaven the baby Jesus goes. Okay, we need some pretty boys. We'll just cookie cutter them and put and put them out. Like uh, completely. I, he looked so out of his depth. Completely, he was just sitting there like, what? Have, uh, where's my agent? What have you signed me up for?
1: <laughs> I, like, I presume because it was a Bachelorette, He's at least bisexual or heterosexual. Like, I assume he's not gay.
2: Well, God, I'm sure that fella and he holds a goal, you know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at the end of a night, I'm sure he doesn't care where he does, <laughs> As long as there's no cameras. Um, <laughs> but it was so funny because um, Chelsea Boy, there was a moment and it was like, um, and he was like, oh, awkward. And I was like, yeah, awkward. Because did you see how he was just so like, like, he was almost grotesquely diving over the thing and the earrings. Mm. I was like, that would be really awkward. Like, I would be, like, if you came to me, I'd be like, uh, sorry, love, no. No no thanks. (laughs) The one I loved was, um, she was like foxy brown um, and then she was eating the banana. um, Oh, Abby, oh my God. And then, and then she obviously gagged on the banana and then spat over him. (laughs) And then you could just see his Face and he was like, "Oh, oh, like, what are these, like all these fucking weirdos, and I'm getting spat on, and I'm
1: And I can just see like the health and safety manager, considering this is being filmed in a pandemic, being like, "Oh, we didn't, we didn't think that we'd be spewing I droplets at yeah. people." It's like, where's the face visor? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thing. I was they had to cut, and there was a, a swipe straight up Nick's nose to make sure he doesn't have COVID after that. Yeah. I know. Well, I do
0: think with. With the, um, with the blind date thing, I think the, Chelsea and Mama Queen both did kind of like an over-the-top comedy thing. yeah. And then the other one sort of went for sexy. And I preferred the comedy because I really liked Chelsea Boy with the weird moustache yeah, yeah. and the sort of um, desperation. And sort the of earrings, the out uh, cigarette little.
2: earrings were hilarious. Yeah. Yes, oh they were hilarious Yeah, it was like Joe
1: Exotic's sister Or something like that This
2: like, yeah. Really sort of <laughs> hairy lady.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah yeah. Um, I actually quite like Janie Janie did a really sort of understated It It seemed really genuine Like I thought if he was a straight man He would have wed for her Because that sort of even kind of looked a bit like a date
2: Well I think he's probably got her number for after it's finished <laughs>
1: I think so, yeah She's like, girl, just between you and I You can give me a wee poll And uh, we can keep up with the DL so, yeah, Mama Queen won, which I thought she was quite funny, but I was it's surprised great. he chose her because I thought he'd be like disgusted yeah. by all the cake on, on the cleavage. And then I loved I that know. she was covered in food and had massive tits. And then her dad walked in and she had to give him a hug. <laughs> I know. <laughs> 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 but, and did
2: you, did you notice at like one at the, so when they, and when they came back or like Boob was out? at one at one shot and then like they come back to another one and then it's like it's like she's been fixed yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and i was like all oh, right okay so because I, I was like she can't stand that whole shot with like one with her nipple <laughs> <legs>. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought she was i thought she was really good and the thing is she got the element of comedy glamour mm. and camp mm. whereas i think the other one who was trying to be funny it was too much and sometimes if it's yeah. too much, it's almost not funny. Was,
1: was, you know, it's a was bit that Envy, like, the one who sat on the guy? Because oh, she's done that Chelsea before. Boy. Oh, Chelsea Boy. Oh, Chelsea, oh. boy yeah. Chelsea Boy took it to such an extreme. Whereas if he yeah. just hung that
2: back like and slightly settled it down a bit more, it would have been hilarious. I, I was just watching it going, oh God, you're just too much. Whereas yeah, yeah. I thought Mama Queen got the perfect blend of... I'm glamorous but I'm really taking the piss out of myself and I'm going to make this really funny. Um, I thought there was something kind of cock destroyer-y about mm. uh, Mama Queen's like oh my God. cleavage like, cake like, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Or Jimbo Display. even.
1: Like, Jimbo's yeah, oh, car- Jimbo even. yeah, Envy yeah. <laughs> yeah, deploying her old trick of a hot guy just sit on him until he sort of submits. Like she did that yeah. before <laughs> in the acting <laughs> challenge and she did it again here. This week's main challenge then was the makeover challenge and they were making over their family and friends uh so mama queen was was making over her dad hans uh envy prue was doing over her mom laura chelsea boy his friend jacob abby's brother uh, Victor and Janie her mom Petra uh, but what was interesting before we get into that was there was a walk through with Rianne von Dorst a, a person who we've only ever seen <laughs> impersonated like obviously Dutch people would know who she is yeah. but it was weird to be like oh okay here's a celebrity oh and she's doing the walk through as well that was mm. that sort of cut me off guard but I thought she was great at it.
2: Yeah she was yeah. That threw me a little bit as well because I was going oh well maybe, maybe she's in like fashion or something like that as to why she going around giving tutorials like yeah. telling the people what you're doing so she's, well I mean the thing is yeah a rock star rocks it out. so I suppose yeah I think she's not? really
1: personable as well and I, I think she was yeah. actually more there to get to the bottom of the sort of relationship between the queen and the and the and the yeah. Yeah. companion
0: I, I liked her little interview she did she sort of reminded me of um do any of you remember Kelly Catrone who was on the hills and yeah, yeah. um and about, she had that same vibe of kind of like very stern and strict but also kind yeah. of like will like talk to you on an emotional level as well yeah. i i liked her a little and also it was good because it helped us understand what the dynamics were between people and she pulled out those stories in a really genuine way yeah because sometimes they're a bit like especially when rupaul is doing them in the workroom It can be a little bit okay. So you're going to tell me about some traumatic experience. Go. Mm -hmm. It felt more genuine than that this time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and also she let her guard down as well, which I thought was good. Like remember she said, "Oh, envy. This is your mom, not the other way around." Like as a sort of compliment, and envy seemed to be taking it bad. She was like, "Oh no, I've said something wrong." Like she kind of was like letting you know, letting her guard down, and she let them all in. I think which Mm -hmm. was good.
2: I have to say, I I am as stupid as I look, Um, and when I was when I was watching it, and then. After their age, it goes uh, J-A-A-R, and, <laughs> right? And so the first couple of times I was watching this, I was going, I thought that was their drag name. And I was going, <laughs> they all have very similar names. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It took a while they catch on, that was that actually means age. Yeah. <laughs> their, their age, so they're like, whatever age. And I was going, I don't know what this means. And then I was trying to think, is it like an abbreviation of like RuPaul's Drag Race? And I was going, no jay and, and, I, was, the <laughs> and then I was, I was really i gave it too much time and then when <laughs> I, it up, I was like oh okay so i it's official i am as thick as two short ones <laughs>
1: <laughs> let's get i think almost everybody had a sort of moving story in the walkthrough i think but i think mama queen's yeah. was kind of the the biggest or the most moving because i so suppose we haven't seen that sort of son father drag experience it yeah. for especially for somebody who kind of is trying to negotiate around the gender binary and stuff like that
2: i what i loved about that especially the families is that you know for so long gay people were in the shadows and if they came out to their families they a lot of them were shunned or we don't mind that you're gay but do not tell anybody and mm-hmm. don't be yourself around us do whatever you want, but when you come to our house for lunch on a Sunday, you're our son, you're our daughter, yeah. or that's it. Don't mention your partner, we don't want to know, but you can still come around for lunch. Yeah, and yeah. you see something like this, and you see mums and then dads and friends and brothers and sisters who all come out and are like yeah, yeah. in the drag. That um, Mama Queen's dad, I just thought was incredible. And of course, he's going to have an emotional breakdown at the end because he so he so sincerely loves his child, you know what I mean, yeah. and and feels the pain that the child has gone through over years because you know I was I was really really badly bullied um, as a child, but I never told anybody because of the nature of what I was being bullied for. So my parents have this guilt now that they know what mm-hmm. happened, but I as I say you you can't have it you that no guilt on them. I never said anything had they known they would have taken me out of the situation. Yeah. And there is this, there's this dad who obviously has been able to go through the journey with the son, and then yeah. see him, see him somewhere like that. And gone like, you know, it, it all works out, you know, and he, and yeah. it, it was so lovely to see and he got into drag and he was great crack. And, you know, it was just, it was lovely. But what I thought was quite interesting is I do a lot of coaching work and things and I read body language. when, the, when they got really emotional, they, um, and they were pregnant, they were rubbing they were rubbing their tummy because it's such a soothing thing that when women are pregnant if they rub their their stomachs, it calms them and it calms the baby. And they naturally even when they were crying, they were they were they were holding and rubbing their their tummy because it's a very maternal thing to do. And I thought that was, yeah. that, was, that was really
1: interesting. That was interesting. Yeah, that is. I didn't notice that. I,
2: I think I I I really connected to the
0: to the from I my dad would have been very similar in his reaction to the to Mama Queens, which was sort of like overwhelming it was a sense of concern for your well-being and worry about the life you were going to have as a result of this it was never a sense of kind of you should be ashamed of who you are you should be kind of you know Mm -hmm. this is wrong it was very much coming from a place of I'm worried and I just want you to be okay and I, I think that that so came through with uh with Mama Queen's dad and then I think the joy uh, that he took probably in seeing this is yeah. like so brave for this person yeah. to be doing this it was a really lovely storyline and it was like unique in-, in drag race to to have that because you've had mothers and sisters and friends on before but
1: there's Remember always Dad. that lot
0: li- there's yeah. always that line with the father because i think there is that kind of masculinity built into that father role that just kind of it, it feels oh. like extra transgressive to to um to go there and i thought
2: he i thought he walked amazingly you know what I mean? Really did. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> really did. Yeah, and he was the only one in proper heels. Like <laughs> yeah. and it's funny because whenever I started doing drag, um, I was in this this bar in Belfast called the Parliament, um, which is no longer there, but there only was like one gay bar. And I remember after a gig, we were all sitting having a couple of drinks, and this woman we could hear banging on the windows, and this woman in a very Northern Ireland accent going, Let me in, let me in, let me in. And she had heard that her son was in the bar that night. Now, this was after hours. And they opened the door and she came bursting through like a demon. And she goes, where the fuck is he? Where is he? I know he's in here. I, said, I was like, everything's closed. And I was sitting in drag. just having, And she walked past me. And as she walked past me, she just grabbed me by the wig in the head and threw me under the ground. Goes, you fucking dick. And then and then walked out, right? Jesus. And then so but she was so horrified that her child was even in the bar. And then you've got, like, here's all these mums and dads now who are, like, we're parading down catwalks. And in this short space of time of 20 years, I think it is really, like, social media, things like RuPaul's Dry Grace, normalising what people see on television. So yeah. it's not just, a, it's not just, like, a, like you know, someone's doing it as a, as a story or a feature. Oh, the gay, or, oh, a drag queen. It's just, when things are normalised in television... People aren't afraid of it. So there 20 years ago, this woman was so afraid that her child might be gay that was in a gay bar. I'm going to trail him out and he'll never be back here again versus 20 years on. People love the gays. You know what I mean. They're they're yeah, they're, they're yeah. like they're they're like the perfect handbag. <laughs> and I think the way they <laughs> dealt with
1: it on the show was a good way. Like it wasn't like he had reservations because of what men are supposed to do, or because yeah. of God or Jesus, or like that. It was a genuine concern of the the more you deviate from the normal in quotation marks the more you're putting yourself at risk and it's and mama queen spoke about finding that balance herself i think that's the best way to do with these conversations well, as well being
2: presbyterian and protestant from the north i have to say jesus is always very front and center of everything that i do <laughs> <laughs> no that's that's a zeus sorry <laughs> and the baby jesus are like that we are like we're 60 anything i do i always go baby jesus Does my outfit look nice tonight? And he's like, Go girl. (laughs) (laughs) Because you knew Jesus was gay at some point out in the desert with all those men. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: (laughs) Mary Magdalene was the first fag hag, wasn't she? Oh, she was. She was his beard, literally. (laughs) Uh, Abby and Envy both sort of had a somewhat similar story which I think was also worth touching on of like coming to Netherlands yeah. as sort of a, from an immigrant background and like not having a father figure and maybe struggling income wise which I also thought was a really sort of interesting and great to see them sort of open up like that and hearing how Abby was actually the older brother I just presumed she was the younger brother
2: oh I know and my gosh didn't they look like they were like two Xena warrior princesses oh yeah they, they actually Phenomenal. what I was thinking of do you remember the original Power rangers they looked yes. like two. They looked like they could have been two baddies in the original. Part <laughs> yeah. of it. They were so. They looked so cool. But yeah, of course, and it's amazing whenever you see how something like a television show like this can transform lives. Because if you come from a background where you don't have an awful lot, and then you get an opportunity like this, and it and it gives you a platform where you can start making. And if people are clever and they make, they have a couple of years of like um their height. And then it starts to dwindle down, but they'll always be able to charge a wee bit more. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it can really give somebody a great like stability for their future. It, you know, yeah. you play the game right and you could have a deposit for a house. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, so, which which is which is a great thing to see. And, and then I just thought Envy's, him and his mum, oh my God, were just so gorgeous. Yeah. Taka yeah. Mama, or la, uh, la Mama, as in like llama, <laughs> which I just thought was so so cute and they step out of their little um oh, the little yeah. oh, <laughs> oh my god
1: it was so cute i love there was a bit in the workroom when they were kind of doing over their their family members in makeup and you know Hans walks over and he's walking the heels and he has his full face of mag or mag of drag and uh petra Janie's mom and uh it was it yeah it was envy's mom uh, was kind of like chatting to him and they were kind of just it was kind of like having this like OAP corner there for a minute where it was just like three yeah. people over 50 <laughs> having a chat I've never was, seen that before <laughs> that had such energy of like parents waiting
0: outside yeah, a like school, a dance yeah. hall on the like yeah. the, the
1: children to come I out like a,
0: <laughs> strong You're energy around. also I am I picked I, I picked up some some sexual tension between Mama Queen's dad <laughs> and Jamie JK's mother I was getting that tension I want that love story to happen <laughs>
2: Well, I think, do you know what, why not? Let's invite them to Ireland. And, or, <laughs> yeah, yeah, bring them over where, where romance is born. Ma- Mama Queen's <laughs>
1: yeah. dad might be married, we don't know. Well,
2: sure. show well, If, you if they come to Ireland, they can have an no. Sure, we'll say <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no. What, the eye doesn't see, the heart won't grieve. is a to make a love story happen. <laughs>
1: yeah. And now a word from our sponsor, Ashley Madison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Ring a ring a rosy As the light declines I remember Dubland In the rare old times As you know we're part of the Headstuff Podcast Network and each week we are bringing You a slice of podcast heaven Which you may want to go and enjoy This week we are promoting Dubland, The podcast of Susan Kane and PJ Gallagher so go and have a listen to their Pitch What is Dubland? We have to explain what Dubland is
1: the Dublin podcast is an eternally pregnant woman. Um I mean, I've
0: been pregnant three times.
1: Yeah, but you've been pregnant since I met you. Right, okay. Hanging out with a neurotic middle aged toddler, mm-hmm. and the way that those two people from very opposing sides of the um world see the see the world around them. Is that it? I is think that that's a good it. explanation of
0: that's it? That's a very good explanation. Uh, you can listen on Spotify, you can listen on iTunes, you can listen on the Headstuff Podcast Network. We're on the Heads Stuff Podcast Network. Dubyard, Podcast, Dubyard holes. One thing I forgot to mention: they were asked about their flirtation styles, and uh, Chelsea said that she enjoyed non-verbal flirting, which I, I liked as a as a phase for for getting drunk and mauling someone.
2: <laughs> but the thing is, non-verbal because this this the art of that is gone completely on the scene because yeah. a non-verbal flirtation now is sending a dick pic, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, whereas like years ago when you were in a bar, it was a wee cheeky wink and a wee smile and then you walk past each other a couple of times and maybe the next time you did a laugh you maybe touched their bum ever so slightly or their back and maybe they they followed you or they didn't or they smiled or you know that's <laughs> how you that's how you kind of caught people. Except my my pickup line, because I'm because I work so much and I've always been very like bottom line up you know what I mean everyone's an adult I don't have time to fucking do this whole dance and show my feathers and shake around and let you know that I'm, that I'm courting so I used to just walk up to people and I'd be like hi hey, yeah uh, are you single and then they'd be like uh yeah and I'd be like do you want to snog and they'd be like um okay and then like you would just start kissing or if they said no then I'd be like okay you're lost and then I'd walk up to somebody else so you cut out all that faff of having to like you know like circle each other Smile, buy a drink. Are you interested? Are you not interested? Just go straight for the jugular. Do you want to snog? We're both adults. Yes, no, or indifferent. I'm away. And then I remember one time this guy was like, um, oh, yeah, sure. But I've got a boyfriend. And I was like, oh, well, I don't care. So then, then I said, I don't care if you don't. So then the next thing is he, the boyfriend came over and started snogging. And we end up in a three-way snog. So it
1: just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, the direct oh, the, approach. Oh, the... oh folly of youth you know yeah i mean i i would always say a flirt in order to be a flirt has to there has to be some question about whether it was you know whether it's a sign of interest or not like i think there has to be that question mark for it to be a flirt otherwise like a dick pic is just here's an indication of interest
2: like see see older women and everything they just like all all mums and sisters just fucking adore me because i worked for years in um cosmetics so I totally know how to turn it on, you know. I mean? <laughs> like even though, like these straight women know that I'm gay, they're like, we could probably still have a chance. <laughs> 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 oh, if only Mark is
0: straight. <laughs> so they, the, the best the best bits of advice of flirting is flirt like you're on commission
1: yeah <laughs> and
2: you'd be surprised how many doors that opens <laughs> even with men <laughs> that, like even if you do like a wee cheeky flirt with men because all they want is their, their ego flattered
1: so uh, onto, the, onto the runway so I first of all I thought Fred looked great this week um, I just loved all the sort of combination of, of dyed furs and the judges were were Rianne Von Doris, who we'd seen earlier on the episode, and Loisa Lammers, who I hadn't heard, who put, was the first trans woman to win Holland's Next Top Model. So great to see her there wow. as well. Um, okay, so first up on the runway was Abby, oh my God, and her brother. Um, and they were going as Mortal Kombat sisters. And I loved this.
2: Oh no, they were fab. Did you ever remember the movie? It was out on Kylie Minogue, Street, oh, Street Fighter. Yes, Street Fighter. Kylie Minogue from years yes. ago. And John Todd Van Damme. Oh. Yeah, and she did, yeah. and Kylie Minogue did all her own stunts as well. So mm-hmm. she did, yes. And getting she, ready for that Aphrodite tour. Yeah, every <laughs> e- girl was beaten within an inch of her life, and all brilliant. Yeah. Um, no, but they they looked in like genuinely, they looked incredible, and they looked like they could have just set stepped onto the set of any action, you know, like superhero movie. They they looked brilliant, and they both walked amazingly. And both came across brilliant, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I would
1: have liked I, if if the brothers' swords looked a bit more real. They would it'd look a bit, you know, car, like amateur Halloween, but the rest of that I thought was really good.
2: Well, it's health and safety, you know yeah. what I mean? You don't want people, <laughs> yeah. you didn't, you didn't want seven year olds out there here watching this go and grab knives and then yeah. start fighting. <laughs> the, the 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 service and, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I loved it.
0: I thought it was really fun. Um I love those because I, I love those sort of Mortal Kombat characters and everything like that, real yeah. over the. The top dramatic thing. I thought it was it was really great, and they both looked brilliant. um I was worried though when I saw it and saw how good it was because I I was like, well, this is probably going to save Abby, and I think that Abby probably deserved to exit at this point just based on the, her run of the competition so far. But. That's another issue.
1: Envy Peru is up next then with the La Mama with the two of them, oh. with the with the llamas and the really sort of interesting hair and the rainbow and even that sort of like authentic South American sort of ink and material that they use. I thought was really good.
2: I loved everything about it. Like who doesn't love rainbow fur, first of all? Mm. Mm. Who doesn't love somebody riding a llama made from fur? And I love everything about uh, Peruvian culture. It's just so... I was just watching there going, this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen, even though I don't know what they're saying because I'm dyslexic yeah. and I'm not on sure the censure of the subtitles. But I just, I, it's a visual blitz.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah. No, it looked, it was so, it had just the right amount of like glamour and camp and fun yeah.
2: and like, they looked like connected uh, it was, oh it was so good and la mama there was just in her element <laughs> she was having a ball yeah.
1: oh what an iconic yeah, moment she when really she read the judge nikki when nikki was like it was so fashion and fun and she was like you know i speak dutch don't you like they all seem to crack <laughs> <us or whatever. laughs> oh, fabulous <clears throat> yeah she sold the show uh, i think mm-hmm. of this episode yeah um Janie then came out with her mom and it was called queen mother and i think it looked nice but i don't know if it was particularly remarkable
2: well i mean the thing is you throw a red sequin on anything and a period looks good you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. like you can just grab you know that that age-old saying is um you can't polish a turd but you can roll it in glitter so yeah like literally (laughs) Let's just get some red sequins. No, it was beautiful. Like all their stuff was lovely. And if you saw it, it was just, a. I felt it was like red overload. You know, it mm. was just, it. they'd maybe broken up some of it with a, a, a different color, it just was a bit much, you know, and everything was lovely, but had there been some, another, I don't know, maybe that was the look that they were going for and who are we to judge, but um and even the mum she was so she was so pretty she but was again, yeah, yeah a, she lot was. Of, a lot of red you and know
1: a, I don't mind yeah. the red so much I thought the, the garment was very good it looked really polished Looks looked really finished but I just suppose it's presentation there was less of a story than I suppose some of the other ones yeah. you know it was yeah. just a crowning of the mum and that was kind of it I think that's maybe yeah. why I was overwhelmed
0: by comparison to the concepts the other people yeah. had done it was a little bit basic but they both looked phenomenal like yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think the mother didn't necessarily look like she was in drag as much as like she she looked like she could have just been wearing she that. like
2: she would just go into her daughter's um graduation. What do you call that? First communion. Oh, yes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, that that'll be some entrance. But all the other all the other kids are yeah. in white. Like kid walks in <laughs> in a blood red. <laughs> yeah. Chelsea boy came up next, then with her Mars attack inspired look.
2: I thought it was so cool. And isn't it amazing how the two of them had the exact same figure? Mm. They had the the exact, Mm -hmm. they just looked like a pair of supermodels going down a Jean-Paul Gaultier Cavill. You know what I mean? With those those cone boobs and everything. Yeah. The big hair and, you know, it was fabulous. They pulled out of the park.
0: Yeah. My only one tiny tiny little thing because I love Mars Attacks. It's one of my like it's one of like my favorite my favorite movies and stylistically it's such a good movie is they should have been chewing because in that like in that like in Mars Attacks, that like girl that like Mars robot woman is chewing gum as she walks around the entire time to be able to exist in our climate. This is like <laughs> such a nerd moment. I'm like, <laughs> she should have been chewing gum but I'm like that just would have created that effect a bit more for me. But I thought she looked I thought they looked phenomenal yeah. and I loved that look. I've always wanted to do that as a Halloween look.
1: I feel you're like two steps away from saying the, the phrase space-time continuum. Like, I feel that's so close we're getting into the dirty realm. <laughs> well.
2: <laughs> well, listen, if you give me your address, I will send you down some cheering gum, no problem, <laughs> if it meant that much to you. <laughs> but I think Mama Queen really stole the show and her dad were just mm. so in- incredible. And I love. Wow. I just loved everything about it. Did you like the look? Well, that's what I was about to say. The dad looked like a traditional end of peer Blackpool drag queen. You mm. know what I mean? Like, hey, bloody hell, fire! I used to be a builder, now I'm a drag queen. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. Shirley Bassey. And um, that's what the the dad just looked so old school glam and walked in the shoes so well. Yeah. And the birthing thing I thought was really was really interesting because I was like. I don't quite get it, but I do get it. But I'm I'm on the fence as to like what the whole gist of it, what the whole gist of it was. But it was really, it was really fun um idea. And again, interesting how when they got emotional, that they kind of like hugged their unborn child. Really? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It was just, but Mama Queen came into the workroom pregnant as well, didn't she?
0: She did. Yeah, when she entered it. So I think that must that must be part of her yeah. part of her, her aesthetic.
1: I thought it was funny when they did start of cry, like the I don't know, the subtitles, instead of not saying anything because they were crying, it just said in like quotation marks, soft piano music. I was like,
2: okay. <laughs> 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 well, I loved how like it was like there was it, the dad was so sincere in his in his emotion. You know the way you can see some people and you're like, oh god, you're so putting that on to the cameras. But it was it was so heartfelt and it was beautiful. Mm. Like even me with a swinging brick for a heart. Um, <laughs> I, I had a little pang going, oh God help him. Isn't that, what, yeah. how beautiful.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah,
0: I, I think you got a real sense that like he maybe hadn't expected it to to yeah. affect him as much as it did. Um, mm. And, and a, it just, it felt light, very genuine.
2: When you've got the lights, camera actions, everyone gets very emotional and nervous and things like that there. So he's probably just had this real realisation of like how amazing this is. And they stand for ours, by the way. Like so, in in the filming, mm. that dad was standing for ours in those big high heels. You
1: know? <laughs> yeah, definitely a baptism of fire for him. I can, yeah. I
2: could see like genuinely them having their own l- little spin off. Could you imagine the the two of them getting booked for some around Europe for some uh, pride gigs? Oh my God, know? the mamas and the papas. I think yeah. that would be perfect. <laughs>
1: Uh, so the winner of this week's challenge was Envy Peru. Abby, oh my God, was safe. Mama Queen was low, and then Chelsea and Jane HJK were the bottom two. I James, know. do you agree?
0: um yeah the one thing i didn't really agree with was that mama queen got left on the stage like i know they had to for in order to have three people there for the bottom like i just think that mama queen's performance across the whole episode have been really good and so she kind of deserved to be safe safe rather than like or or not like left yeah yeah Yeah. but then again so did abby so it was it was it it would have been a toss-up i suppose um and i kind of had expected mama queen to win just based on the overall arc of the episode but i think that to be honest with you that 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 like llama peru thing is one of my favorite things mm-hmm. i've ever seen on drag race because it was so yeah. camp and fun and yeah. so yeah i think they got it right but i felt sorry for mama queen that maybe she felt anxious for those couple of minutes before she was told to go to the back of the stage yeah
2: i know no i'm in full agreement i 100 what you say james well done
1: <laughs> Podcast over perfectly. Yes. For- <laughs> Thank you and good night. <laughs> James is gonna ask me to clip that up and so, so you can play it for him whenever you know he's feeling dead. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, I am 100% <laughs> no. No. Well, yeah. What I thought was funny was Envy won the challenge uh, and she won teeth whitening strips, whereas. Mama Queen when she won the mini challenge She won a weekend away I was like these are not weighted for the challenge at all
2: <laughs> It's just like what do we have in the all. back cupboard
1: <laughs> uh, It was an emotional untucked It's probably the longest we've actually seen an untucked this season When we see um, Janie seems to really be grieving for her dad And seeing Mama Queen go through this experience with her dad mm-hmm. and That was sort of really touching to see I felt
2: Yeah It is and especially whenever men can take or leave gay, gay children, they either really embrace them or they get a little bit nervous by them and then come around or they're just so, so empty. You're a gay, I don't want a gay child. Mm-hmm. I wanted a boy that I could play football with. I wanted yeah. a boy that I could do this with. And then it's almost like the dads feel cheated out of the son that they couldn't have had. Yeah. Whereas my dad is like one of the most masculine men work, worked um, in like really, really strong jobs. And... He had me and a gay and I have a gay brother. You know what I mean. And he he tried to get me into football, and then it didn't quite work out. Like I went for I went for one week, and I got hit by the ball, and I was like, oh, it stings. It's not for me. <laughs> uh, although I did, I was able to get away because I was in the scouts or the cubs or something like that. And he said, right, well, we go round, and then I'm the youngest, and I was like, oh, even then I was like, this is dad's. I'm dad's only chance of having. A son to do football with, and I was like, oh, so melodramatic. Really <laughs> so I said, I said, Dad, um, I can't go this week because I don't have the full outfit. And then, um, Dad said, so if I get you the full outfit, you'll go to the football next week. And I said, yes, of course. So literally, he arrived Tuesday or Wednesday with um the full football kit and the shin guards and the football boots. And in those days, they were metal. So I put them on. And when I was on the paving stones, it sounded like high heels. So I was strutting up and down the side of the house like I was in dynasty, like sounding like I was in high heels. And then my dad was like, here, you're not meant to wear them outside. And I was like, oh, I'm just breaking them in. And then then dad took me around. I had to get up early on the Saturday morning. Dad took me around to the church hall to play football with the scouts. And I got hit by the ball. And instead of kicking it, I kind of went like that, like put my hands up to like stop the ball hitting me. And then it hit me like a big smack in the hands. I was like, oh, that was so sore. So then anytime, wherever the ball was, I went to the other end. So <laughs> yeah. then, then whenever the the game finished and everybody was going home and dad just put his arm out and goes I don't really think football's for you is it? And I'm like I don't think so either. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's
1: the gayest excuse I've ever heard to not play football because I don't have a matching outfit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well it bought me a week. <laughs> but that's the thing because some dads really embrace it and some dads don't yeah. and it's, it's a real it's a real shame for the dads that don't or any family members that don't because they miss out on the person
0: absolutely you know?
2: yeah no and, and actually I think in, across drag race you've
0: heard a couple of times stories where fathers have been very kind of opposed or anti the the either the drag or the, the son being gay but yeah. then they've like become terminally ill that's reformatted the way they think yeah. about life and then they've like thrown themselves in and there's always that tinge of progress of the relationship they could have had and yeah. I think that that's a bit what you heard with with janie there about how at the end of her father's life he, he was kind of like trying to get to know more and understand more about her. I, I, and like, I think that there was that sense of like, we could have had this relationship all yeah. along if he could have seen past it. So it was, it was actually, it was
1: a very moving and emotional episode, I have to say. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> Most moving in, in a while, I would say. yeah. And uh, what a lip sync song. I mean, like, obviously it's a really obvious song to choose, but the fact that it hasn't been chosen before is like, well, you know, the US would have been missing out not choosing this.
2: Mm-hmm. I know, who doesn't love a bit of Dolly? You know I don't know. I
1: mean? And also,
2: the thing is, hair sometimes falls off, and it's all about the recovery. And I thought he, re- he recovered so well because yeah. it could really, there was a moment where he was like, oh God. And then he was like, yep, I've got this, I've it nailed. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Because he was, you could see that there was like, for the first bit of it, he was like trying to just keep it stately on the head. And then eventually he was just like, fuck it, going for it. But I feel
1: he should have said fuck it straight away and taken it off. Because I feel, I feel you could have ended that lip sync after 30 seconds. Because Janie was so good. Like she just really embodied the country girl inside her. And because he spent the first bit messing with the wig, I was like, oh, he's gone.
2: I loved the uh, sequin the red sequin underwear I thought that oh, was yeah. amazing yeah. it was gorgeous yeah. I, was like, I need to get myself some of those
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> lady p thank you for joining us today where can people find you online what do you have coming up whether in real life or virtually
2: <laughs> so I I work uh, in Maverick so we have we well the bars were reopened from July we're closed for a month um, Maverick bar in Belfast I am also on um, Instagram, Twitter um, as lady P and me so people can um, find me there and yeah and I do LGBT coaching and personal development and all those types of things. So if anyone's feeling worried or I, I coach mum our parents and children together sometimes help them through the, the struggles. I do a lot of work with the um, trans community as well again in family and in, in family work as well so i'm there if anyone ever needs a little chat or um whatever so come say hi i don't bite
1: next week they are going to do maxima the rusicals maxima is their their kate middleton uh, which could be interesting. It'd be interesting to see how that works out. I think this will also favour Envy because didn't Envy do a Maxima look earlier on in the season? Didn't
0: they all do a Maxima look earlier on the season?
1: No, remember they—they they just did Queens. the Queen in remember, and Netherlands. Remember, and Megan did the look with the tulips, and and Patty Pam Pam did Freddie Mercury. Oh, Patty Pam like Pam.
0: What? <laughs> Jesus bringing out all the the, the 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 classics um yeah i'm actually i, I think i'd be looking forward to that i, I think as you we were saying at the beginning around kind of some challenges needing a particular placement in, in the run of a show i would say that a a, a musical challenge or a musical challenge probably w- would need more people so I, i'm curious to see i I don't feel like this is going to be kind of like a musical a in the way we've seen them before, where it's like a, a story told over a, a, a song or over a performance. I think it might be four sort of separate performances. But what about
1: like share the musical? That was quite of a late season challenge. I don't know. Six or seven of them did that. I think it was six
0: people. I enjoyed mm. that. I mean, the Farmer Rusical was terrible. That was shite. Like. I don't. And Kardashian. I think Share the Rusical is my favorite. Maybe
1: Shade the oh, Rusical. M- Madonna?
0: Oh, I liked Madonna as well. I think Share is still better. Like, I actively listen to the Share Rusical on Spotify.
1: Oh, I actually listened to the Madonna okay. one. Well, just mo, just the Jan part, the I wanna. I, l- I like the Gigi That's Good that. bit I too. That. So, anyway, we've that look to look forward to next like, week. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks to Lady P for coming on and being so. Uh, open and sharing so much. It seems to be actually in hindsight the perfect person to have on for this sort of interpersonal yeah, absolutely. Uh, episode. Uh, okay, we'll be back with you next week for episode seven of Drag Race Holland. Until then you can check us out on Instagram and Facebook at SissyThatpod. Have a great week. Da Shot, shot!
0: This podcast
1: is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network.
2: 100% what you say, James. Well done.